0: It's time for the What in the Podcast.
1: Being a paranormal podcast, ghost stories are our bread and butter. Tonight, we're going to throw a few more out there for our listeners. And we brought a friend along to help us. Welcome to episode 98 of the Podcast. Welcome to the What in the Podcast with your hosts, Kent Whittington,
0: and Adriana Comito,
2: and Tracy Lynn Hernandez.
1: Hello and welcome to the What in the Podcast. Hello. I am here amongst chaos tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Say hi, chaos. Hi, hi. chaos. <laughs> we have an extra chaos with us tonight too, don't we? Yes, we do. Introduce <laughs> yourself, chaos number
2: three. I am Harla. Hello, Harla. I've known Harless since the creation of time. I mean, nineteen eighty <laughs> something.
1: Well, that's close enough, especially for our millennial listeners.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Millennial what? <laughs> listeners, you know, mm-hmm. what what you what you missed out on by two whole I'm years. I'm a zenial, not a millennial.
1: <laughs> well, I, the okay, okay, be a little zen. That's fine. <laughs> I have no problem with zen. Zen is good. Anyway, I wanted to talk about. Couple things before we started tonight. First of all, the podcast has had some new milestones. In the last week, we have had a lot more listens than we do on an average weekly basis. Yay! We have yeah. yay. We have almost doubled our listeners' count. That wasn't sarcasm. Welcome. To yes. Welcome, welcome to the podcast, those new people.
2: Yes. We love welcome. you already.
1: And we can't wait for you to hear our episodes and interact with us. Yeah. You know, you can you know how to do it. If you don't, you can email us, com. Join our Facebook group, the Whatinthepodcast Facebook group. I have a Pretty real simple. quick
0: question. Have you been checking the email?
1: I check it all the time.
0: Okay. Because I don't.
3: <laughs> and I
0: don't think Tracy does either. You're very so. noncommittal in that regard,
3: yeah. I guess it's confession time.
1: No. It's always confidential.
3: No,
0: no, what in the podcast email? Well, i I'm asking. I, I check my podcast email. I don't check what in the podcast. She has email. her own,
1: also. Yes. I don't
0: have mine. Well,
1: <laughs> For mine, <my>, you haven't <laughs> set it up.
0: I was supposed to. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> For my podcast. For
1: our new listeners, we are uh, what in the podcast is part of the what in the podcast? I can't even say it. The what in the podcast
2: network.
1: Network. Thank you. <laughs> Which includes two other shows, Who in the Podcast, which is our True Crime Podcast, hosted by me? Adri.
2: And <laughs> our Why in the Podcast. Two
1: of. <laughs> our Why in the Podcast, which is Tracy, you can explain as best since so, it's your podcast. So it's
2: it's self self-discovery, um, sex and sexuality, it's it's being real to yourself. It's why in the
1: podcast. Health and wellness, all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. So you know, so but getting it's, back it's to getting back to this particular podcast. Email us, send us a message. You can find them the link in whatever app you're listening to this podcast on mm-hmm. in the description. Um, or you can join our Facebook group, as I said, or you can contact Adriana, yes. Tracy, or myself through Facebook at Kent Whittington, Adriana Comito, or Tracy Lynn Hernandez. Hernandez. There Hernandez, we go. I'm yes. sorry.
2: You butchered that, didn't I you? I know, have much mouth tonight. You know, I'm
1: doing my best. Welcome
2: to, to, to being human.
1: You all made me crazy before we started.
2: <clears throat> I tried really hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, you succeeded, every one of you.
3: <laughs> I think crazy follows her. Yes. I don't mm-hmm. think she makes people crazy. I think people automatically are <laughs> <Crazy? I don't laughs> around crazy her. Was.
2: Yes, and you
1: You kind of gravitate around you. You're like the sun. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: <laughs> and, and all my, my asteroids. <laughs> whoosh, 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 whoosh,
1: that's fair to say.
2: Because they go in and out of my orbit.
1: Now, along with our listeners uh, doubling, we, i also discovered that we are now being heard in 45 different countries.
2: Yay! Wow, that's cool. It that is cool,
1: yes. Um, the newest one is Haiti. Sweet. So, hello, our listeners in Haiti. Hello. Hi, Haiti! Welcome to the podcast. We're glad to have you with us. We love you. Mm-hmm. So having said all that now,
2: what's our topic tonight? Anybody? True ghost stories and encounters that we've had.
1: Fair enough. That's true.
2: Okay. That's then. what I thought we were doing. True I ghost stories, yeah. It no, no, it's
1: <laughs> true because it's true ghost stories. Yes. So we have a guest tonight, as we said. Harla is with us. And uh, Harla has a few stories she'd like to tell.
3: I um, have had a friend for the past nine years, we'll call her friend B, we'll call (laughs) her B, and uh, she has a daughter, Um, she's about 13 now, and when she was really young, uh, this, this little girl was very in tune to emotions and feelings and how people were she couldn't really read facial expressions and things like that. She wasn't like advanced in development. It was just, she was in tune to people. And anytime she met somebody, it was more of, Hey, your grandmother loves to wear red dresses. She was wearing a red dress the other day, three years old, talking to a random stranger. And she would turn around and be like, how did you know that? Almost all the time. Um, she was just in tune to everything around her and her mom never ever tried to tear that apart it was always okay let's go through this let's talk about this let's encourage this and help her understand what she's doing and feeling and um so skipping forward a few years when they've come into my life um they were in my life for about four years before my fiance had passed. And, um, he had, he passed away from a pulmonary embolism and it was in the morning, really bright and early. Um, you know, not many people knew the details and, uh, the next few days being in contact with her, um, all of a sudden she was asking me about what me and my fiance had done the night before. And I was like, what are you talking about? Are you out trying to get me to talk about my experiences? And she was like, actually, my daughter has come up with a few things about um, his name was Anthony about Anthony. And I wanted to know um, some details and I was like, well, okay, why don't you tell me what she's saying? So she was saying that um, Anthony's here. And he's keeps saying, uh, "Don't, what was it exactly? Don't, be a don't
2: peach huh? Don't be a peach hole."
3: <laughs> well, that do, <too>, but <laughs> it was. She kept saying, um, "Don't call me," and I can't say it, mommy, don't because be a- I can't curse. She was about six at the time, six seven. Okay. So. Uh, she kept saying that she can't curse, so she can't repeat it. And we were like, okay, do you mean us? Whatever. And uh, she was like, yes. So it was the saying, don't call me that. And my blood sugar dropped, my face drained. It was like, what the hell just happened? Because the night before, him and I had watched Hitch. Oh,
1: really?
3: And nobody knew that. Not one soul. And she was like, that's what he wanted me to say so that he could say that he loves you. So that he knew that I was listening. So she, it's just, I know he's around in that medium and that spirit. And so, yeah, that was the gift that I got from my niece, as I call her.
1: That's an awesome gift.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. it really is. Yeah. And, um, you know, growing up we had, um, well not growing up (laughs) in the house that I was with, with Anthony, um, we'd always have things flying off the fridge and nobody was ever in the kitchen, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it was always when the kids were upset. It was always when the toddler or the, as they became preteens, you know, they were just emotional and it was like, they were saying, cut it out. Stop making them mad. And flying something off the, the fridge. So every time we would get like that, we'd move everybody outside, let them breathe, and then we'd come back in with a nice, fresh environment because we wanted peace. We knew that there was a spirit, whatever they were, and we knew that they just wanted peace. And
1: everything was peaceful. They were that.
3: telling us
1: mm-hmm.
3: that something, you know, they could tell if it was going to get out of control. So we were listening. So, oh. yeah.
1: So, you guys had anything like that happen to you? Yeah, I know you have a Sam. Oh,
2: your mom had a Sam. Building off of her her fridge, attack attack fridge, the spirit on top of the fridge. My parents' house. Growing up, three different fridges. If you put glass in the fridge, Sam would knock the glass off in one spot. He overloaded the oven, which was a double decker, you know, the big oven and one unit with the smaller oven on top. If you overloaded the top of it, pans would fall but they redirect around you as they're falling like they fall and then shift 45 degrees and fall in one or two spots. And I know that when the house is being built, cause I've done research on it. Um, the front window was a single pane of glass. There was also to be that way. And the glazier was in there with the, the, you know, holding up on one side and his buddy let go before he was ready and it fell. And he bled out on the way to the hospital. So he hangs out at okay. the house.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We have a Sam. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've already told you guys about, you know, the blue yeah. lady. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Dogs that visit.
1: <laughs> well so long as when you open the refrigerator you don't hear zoo. <laughs> no,
2: no, no, no <laughs> But we we have made a point of of making it so nothing's on top of the fridge that's glass. I mean, mom and dad talked about how when they came in from Japan and were living there months after moving in, mom put the peanut butter jar on the ceiling on on the, the fridge. Yeah, I think your mom
1: day. told us that. So. Yeah. yeah
2: blew down and then mm-hmm. any other time that something's up there and blows down. So now I, it's it's common practice for me at my house to not have anything on the fridge.
0: <laughs> That's now my
2: common practice.
1: <laughs> How do you do anything like that happen with you with someone who passed?
2: Plastic's fine.
1: No?
0: No, I used to always see my grandmother, but she wasn't like throwing things or
2: anything. Like <laughs> no. that. But so I didn't know she was my she grandmother it, at the yeah. time until I was older when I saw pictures of her. See, that's, that's you still saw her. You still had an encounter. And i will not saying it, we're having a tax bridge the house. We're having people that, you know, don't die here. <laughs> don't be stupid. Don't die here.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Don't die here. I, I don't think we have a choice. Well, you know what? They try. <laughs> they try.
1: Well, I've told you guys about my experiences, mm-hmm. um, which I can talk to you about later, Arla, if you want to hear Absolutely. I'm not gonna do we it right now because do. I've done it to death on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh-huh. There, my dad has made more than one appearance and not just to me but to other people um, the most recent one after he had passed was with uh, his cousin and his wife I think it was they were in the house and they had been walking down the hallway where there was a picture of my father as soon as they got into the hallway that picture just fell off the nail and hit the floor the nail was still on the wall there was no reason for this picture to fall but it fell so I was like, he was saying, "I'm still here," you know. Don't you forget about me? Don't, don't, don't. don't. We shouldn't do that. Copyright. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> so we only did like ten seconds, and we
1: that's don't... all we're gonna get to save us from any exactly. sort of yeah, definitely. So, did you have any other stories
2: you wanted to tell? Uh, not that I can remember currently. Um,
1: okay, currently,
2: I'm sure, I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll doggle your brain because hi. <laughs>
1: It's us. <laughs> Something might strike, yeah, might might strike Absolutely. the memory. So anyway, I've compiled a few stories tonight uh, about ghosts, uh, true accounts. Some are about family members who have passed. Some of them are about people who have encountered strange entities in their home, all sorts of stuff like that.
0: You found that today? He fell down the Reddit. Yeah, uh... I
1: found it on the Reddit, the Reddit rabbit, the Reddit rabbit, <laughs> rabbit hole. That's it.
3: <laughs> Tracy's famous. I don't
0: for do
1: that. Go, I don't do well with tongue twisters either, but um. Yeah, so I did all the work tonight, <laughs> and I'm sharing. So, ladies, grab your phones and look and look in your little document folder because because it should all be there.
2: Done. Mine's and
1: here. <laughs> everyone will have it except Harley. I'm sorry. That's okay. But anyway, uh, I'll start with the first one. Uh, these are all Reddit stories, every single one of them, and I will I will cite who said them when I have that information. Um, oh, you know what? They're not all Reddit stories. Actually, I, I take that back before we start. Most of them Some aren't. of these came off of the Reader's Digest website as well. Okay, where is The Reader's that? Digest website. Sorry, I am trying tonight. So the first story is called The Little Hands. It says, I've never lived in a haunted house, but my mother did as a teen. Writes reddit.com user patented Space Hook." Recounting a true event, Uh, other houses on her street had strange things going on, too. A few homes away from her lived a family. One night, the daughter went to bed with a bad headache. The next day, she was dead. She passed away from an aneurysm. That's a hell of a thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Go to bed, everything's fine, wake up dead.
0: Technically, you don't wake up dead, but um, we know what you mean.
1: (laughs) It's just an expression. Sure, dear. It's okay. It
0: is. I'm giving him a hard time. Just let me do what I like to do.
1: After her funeral, the family went away to get their minds off of the tragedy. And, the, and we do this all through the podcast. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, you know, they went away to get their minds off the tragedy. And the father asked my uncle, my mom's brother, to check on her pets, on their pets. My mom and dad, who were dating at the time, went with him. My mother had heard there was a grand piano and she wanted to play it. My dad was studying to be a veterinarian. After entering the house, my uncle and my father headed to the basement to see the animals, and my mother went to the piano on the ground floor. She was playing it when she felt something brush her ankles. She thought a cat must have left the basement and walked past her. She kept playing, and then she felt it again. She looked under the piano and saw nothing. When she started again, she felt hands clasp her leg tightly. She dashed to the basement door, calling my uncle and father, and waited for them. Back outside, my uncle could tell my mom was rattled and asked what was wrong. She told him what had happened, and he turned white. He told her the daughter who had died used to play a game with her father. When he played the piano, she'd crawl underneath, grab his ankles, and push his feet up and down on the pedals.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, and that's the story.
2: That's pretty.
1: Mm -hmm. That's. so, at, least a,
2: as a, at least a memory. Yeah, not a harmful yeah, spirit not a harmful either. Spirit. I just wanted to play. You're on the piano. I, therefore love, those. I, to play with mm-hmm. I love those spirits.
1: Mm-hmm. So who'd like to do the next one?
2: Why does it keep talking? I would, but... <laughs> well, no. here, I will <laughs> hand you my phone. You're on the phantom patient.
3: Yay! I get <laughs> to read the phantom patient. <laughs> okay, listeners. The ambulance company that used to work for had a haunted ambulance rig 12 recounts reddit.com uh, user i guess i'm not supposed to read it word for word yeah, go ahead okay <laughs> reddit.com we try user. to cite the
1: examples wherever we have yes gotcha that way we're not plagiarizing absolutely yeah, credit where credit is due yep
3: a lot of emts had stories about it but i never put much stock in paranormal stuff that is until i had my own experience with rig 12. My partner and I were working in a rural community at 3am and it was pitch dark and completely quiet. We were both dozing, I was in the driver's seat and she was in the passenger seat. I woke up and woke up to a muffled voice, but I thought my partner was talking. I told her I was trying to sleep and closed my eyes. I distinctly heard a male voice say, "Oh my God, I am or am I dying?" followed by a few seconds of heavy breathing, my partner and I sat up straight, and looked back into the patient compartment where it sounded like the voice had come from. Things were quiet for a couple of seconds. Then we heard the click of an oxygen bottle regulator and a hiss as if it was as if it was leaking. I turned on the lights and we ran out to the rig. I thought a trans, transient might have climbed in while we were asleep. So we opened the rear doors, no one was there. I checked the oxygen bottles, neither was opened. We didn't sleep much after that. <laughs> yeah. I would think so.
1: I get the yeah. oxygen bottle. I would have had a problem when I heard someone say, "Am I dying?"
3: Right. and the heavy breathing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh,
3: yeah, it's a little nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. But then they are ambulance or paramedics.
1: They might be a little bit used to that heavy breathing.
2: A little bit, a little
1: bit. I would imagine so. Oh, but you now want to come when back? there's, yeah, sure? like, oh, yeah, I imagine so. But now when there's nobody in the back
2: have anyone here that that
1: I would would it's okay we're used to but there's nobody there (laughs) so who'd like to do the next one
2: I'll do the next one okay so it's the impish ghost my neighbor Diane and I had a playful poltergeist for years and we called it Billy so begins reddit.com user abyss underscore alibi uh in the real life ghost story I came home I'd come home and find something put in a weird place milk in a cupboard toilet paper in the fridge laundry detergent in the bathtub Diane was called to ask if uh, if Billy had been around because she couldn't find a gallon of milk. We finally found it outside on her back steps. And sugar, darn sugar, every morning my sugar bowl was empty. When I'd had enough, I'd, I'd point to Diane's home and yell, Go see Diane! Within five minutes, I get a call from Diane saying, Thanks a lot! He'd gone and pulled some shenanigans at her place. This incur- occurred for the entire two years we lived there. No one believed us, not even our husbands. My mother thought someone was stealing from us when we were sleeping in, uh, out of the house. My sister believed something was going on, but she didn't know uh, what it was. I still can't explain any of it. Dun, dun, dun.
1: That's funny. <laughs> Leave me alone. Go bother Diane. <laughs> it's <a lie>. so <laughs> you want to do the next one? Sure, why not? Okay, you do it.
0: The Eerie Attic. Before... Reddit.com user DigsDogDaws got down to recounting their scariest of ghost stories about living in a place that was obviously teeming with honest to goodness members of the spiritual world. They pointed out the irony of ghost stories that begin with the phrase, I don't believe in ghosts. But. but. <laughs> we all know after, that one. <laughs> after all, no matter how a ghost story begins, it always hinges on the notion that, come on, of course we believe in ghosts.
1: Yeah, there's always something before, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but there's always somebody who says, I don't believe in ghosts, but I've got a story to tell you. I mean, you don't believe in ghosts. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead, dear.
0: Oh, I'm fine. A, a few years ago, I moved into a one-bedroom apartment in Melbourne, Australia. They went on to recall, it was my first time living on my own. The apartment block had been built in the 1930s. I'd been there for a few months when I came home from work one day and went into the bathroom. I saw something strange, a wooden board, which had covered a hole in the ceiling that led to a small attic, basically. Fractured in two pieces on the ground, I examined the pieces. The board was an inch thick and it would have taken Bruce Lee to break it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought the landlord had sent someone to work on the attic and I was frozen stiff with fear. Someone is up there for sure, I thought. I emailed pictures to the landlord asking if anyone had been there with an undertone of annoyance since she hadn't warned me. Her reply read, please call me as soon as you were able to. I called and she explained that her last two tenants had said the same thing happened. She promised to replace the board and she did. A month later, I woke up one night around 4 a.m. My body was covered in goosebumps. It felt like someone was rubbing his or her hand on me. Everything was silent, But then I heard a dragging sound coming from above my bed. It was as if someone was pulling a sack of potatoes. I froze, convinced someone was up there. There is no way an animal could make that sound. After five minutes, I worked with the courage to turn on the light, arm myself with a cricket bat, and walk to the bathroom. Yeah, those things will do damage. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Better than a plastic hockey stick. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Though those will still do some damage, too. Um, <laughs> that's when I saw that the new board covering the hole was broken in two. I felt sick. The dragging sound had stopped, but I heard something else whispering. The sound was clearing coming from the attic. It sounded like children's voices, and I could hear one sentence repeated over and over, it's your turn, it's your turn. I switched on every light in the apartment to make things feel normal. It was 5 a.m. and dark outside. I watched TV to try to unwind, then a fuse blew. My pet budgie Dexter, whom I kept in the kitchen usually never made a sound at night, but he started squawking like he was being strangled. I'd never heard him make those sort of noises. He was screaming. I grabbed my car keys, ran out, and sat in my car and waited there until the sun came up. Sure, leave the bird to, to scream like a <laughs> bird. Abandon really it. Well, let let it sound like a. you got like two spirit
1: dying. children up in your attic going, "It's your turn, it's your turn,"
0: <laughs> and the bird sounds like it's screaming. I'll leave that in the in the house. I mean, I, imagine it.
1: what they happened when it was their turn. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when I see, saw people walking their dogs, this comforted me enough to go back in. The front door was open, but I figured it might have for- I might have forgotten to close it when I ran out. I went to the kitchen to check on Dexter, but he wasn't in his cage. I felt sick again. All my windows were closed, so I looked everywhere inside. When I walked to the bathroom, I heard splashing. Dexter was half drowned in the toilet. I took him out, washed him, and dried him. I was so confused. At 8 a.m., I called the lawyer and gave her a watered-down version of the night. Oh, wow, you heard the whispering, too, she said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel sorry for that budgie. I bet that lid was down.
0: Oh, that poor bird. I stayed in that apartment for another 18 months. I heard the whispering on a few occasions and twice the board covering the hole in the ceiling mood. Although I live elsewhere now, the landlord recently called. She said that her new tenants had begged her to speak with me about some of the stuff that... Been going on there. Forget it. It's their problem now. <laughs> I don't know.
3: I don't think this person's such a good person if they're going to leave their bird in a house when they hear. Her. I'm sorry. I gonna grab the pets and run. But That's to me. be fair, self preservation. I know. You I, hear something I, like that. You. I'm maybe, gone. Maybe grab the, the cage and go. I mean, Maybe the
1: cage is huge. Maybe yeah. the
3: huge, ghost you can... trying to kill the bungee in the toilet? <laughs> I
0: don't care if it is. It's it's
1: It's your turn. It's your turn.
3: It's your turn. Oh, okay, okay. It's my turn. It's my turn.
2: Welcome
3: to family. (laughs) You've been in the family. That's not the point. Okay, I think (laughs) I lost the story. Boy with no eyes. eyes. So goody. I love it. Sure you do. That's why I'm here, right? One night when I was 10, I was woken up to my bedroom door opening, followed by someone sitting on my bed. Reddit.com user KMENDO4 recalls of a childhood brush with a very persistent ghostly apparition. I felt my leg grazed and the bed sink under a person's weight. It's just mom, I thought, and I opened my eyes. It was not my mom. I found an eyeless boy. He had black empty sockets. Fun. About my age sitting... At the foot of my bed, he extended his hand, and, and it was a little box. I'm sorry, but at this point, I don't think I could sit there. I would be like, boy with no eyes. No, no.
1: I can guess what's in the box.
3: <laughs> right? No.
0: I don't want your eyes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I got some. Thanks. I was startled but reached out. He pulled back. I reached again and said, give it. Why?
1: Because it's a little boy.
3: <laughs> uh, then I blinked, and when I reopened my eyes, he was gone but I could see, but I could still see the imprint where he'd sat on my bed. Fast forward five years. My girlfriend came over to do homework. After she finished, she took a nap while she waited for her parents. When they arrived, I tried waking her up. She opened her eyes. Suddenly looking up at a corner where the wall met the ceiling. She pointed there and went back to sleep. I shook her again. She came to full consciousness and I explained what she'd done. She looked haunted up on the wall. I saw a little boy with no eyes. He was there in a Spider-Man pose, staring at me. Let's add Spider-Man now. That's all fun.
1: Eyeless boy. boy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Whole different meaning now. I freaked out and told her my story about the same kid. Fast forward another five years. I was with the same girlfriend and we had a two-year-old. We were living in my parents' house in my old room. My daughter started waking up Okay, same room and you're going to put your little kid in there. (laughs) What? (sighs) Uh, And we had a two-year-old. We were living in my parents' house in my old room. My daughter started waking up at the same time every night and she'd talk. After a while, I noticed she had almost the same conversation every night. I playfully asked her once whom she was talking to. She said, it's a little boy. He's nice. He's lost, and he's looking for his mommy. My daughter's nightly conversations continued until we got our own place later that year. Wow, I love that. That she was, she didn't see scare or fear. She saw a little boy.
1: Even if he was crawling on the ceiling and had no, and eye. <laughs> <with all his laughs> had no eyes, but it. she yeah. didn't
3: see that. She saw him, it's a little boy who lost his mommy. And he looks different. Who cares? That's innocent thinking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I guess it's my turn now. Mm-hmm. I'm going st- to tell this story because Adri couldn't pronounce the name. No,
3: because I don't know if it's
0: a typo or not.
1: Well, I don't either. So I'm going to do what I said to do. I'm going to just run it together. Okay. Have fun with that. So Red it. Mm-hmm. See? <laughs> See, I did it. I ran it together. The red lady of Huntingdon College. Here is a story that dates back to 1910, but almost any student at Huntington College in Montgomery, Alabama, should recognize it. That's because the events that led up to it are said to have actually happened. As the story goes, in 1910, a young woman who was new to the school was known for her love of the color red. Sadly, she was also known for being strange and a loner. I think we've all been there. Mm -hmm. As the first term got underway, the young woman grew increasingly isolated. Eventually, she took her life by slashing her wrists. I haven't been there. Her body was discovered in a red gown, drenched in blood. From then on, students and faculty have been reporting sightings of a young woman dressed in all red. She has appeared all around the college's campus. The figure dwelling in perpetual isolation is often cited as a reminder of the importance of being kind to one's peers. You're right, that was a short one.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Normally, with the lack of words, you can tell.
1: But the story kind of set it all there.
0: Yeah, you know. it did. The next, <laughs> yeah, the next one
1: isn't. You want to take that one, dear?
0: Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> see, see.
1: Should have taken the last one.
0: Oh, I'm so afraid.
1: Yes, now you got to talk.
3: Oh nos <gasps> You guys live together.
1: She's stealing my best stuff. Anyway.
3: (laughs) The Ashley Street
0: Ghost. Huntington College is just one of many haunted colleges in America, each with its own ghost stories.
1: Look, you said it too.
0: (laughs) This next, yeah, and you may have messed this up and it's all your fault. This next true tale comes from the University of, of Michigan in Ann Arbor. According to the Michigan Daily, the haunting happened in 1972 at a party hosted by University of Michigan students living on Ashley Street. A 15-year-old girl who probably had no business being there in the first place suddenly felt a strange, bone-chilling cold. In an attempt to warm up, she went upstairs because heat rises. Well, yes. (laughs) That's when things really went awry. One of the walls of the house started moving, and a black shadow approached the girl. Meanwhile, downstairs, posters were spontaneously popping off the walls and falling into a growing pile on the floor. The girl wandered back downstairs where she found herself saying these strange words. The drugs and addiction were my fault and I accept responsibility for that, but I was not that way deep down inside. I want to apologize to everyone involved for what I have done. What made those words even stranger was that the girl did not do drugs, let alone have an addiction. Her words didn't seem all that strange to the students who lived in the house, Before they moved in, the house had been inhabited by a man with a very serious addiction. The reason he no longer lived there, he had died of a heroin overdose. He was the ghost of Ashley Street. Has the ghost of Ashley Street made any more appearances? That remains a mystery.
1: Oh no. Something must have. She was obviously possessed because she saw a shadow figure upstairs. But
0: then she comes down and says, comes down in. calmly
1: and says that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it was just a matter of the shadow figure, I'm sure she would have just, she wouldn't have calmly come down the stairs. Yep. Do you want to do the next, been next one?
2: Uh You have not done two, so
1: please okay. okay. be my guest. I'm just asking. I didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't realize we were keeping count at this point.
2: Can't I be polite?
1: I didn't realize we were keeping count at this point.
2: not sure what's up. <laughs> eh? I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is Ghost of Frederick Jordan. This real life ghost story concerns a man named Frederick Jordan, who held one of the most lonely and desolate jobs in existence. Jordan was a lighthouse keeper in Penfree Penfield Reef Lighthouse off the coast of Fairfield, Connecticut. Built in 1874, the lighthouse was the preliminary way of warning ships of a treacherous hidden reef responsible for more than its fair share of harbor incidents. In 1916, Frederick Gordon was the head light keeper. Tragically, he drowned in a boating accident just before Christmas that year, when he was caught in a gale while rowing home to see a sailing. Ever since then, lighting and equipment malfunctions in the lighthouse have been blamed on Jordan's spiritual presence. But even more chilling is that the keepers of Penfield Reef Lighthouse often find the lighthouse logbook open to the day that Jordan died and locals have recounted witnessing an unidentifiable figure appearing on the water to help stray boats find their way to safety near the reef. Still,
1: still doing his job, even in the afterlife. Yeah. Oh, and before we go any further, folks, I just want to say you, you've heard us laugh at a few of these, um, and some of them do come off as kind of funny, but I just wanted to stress, we're laughing not just because of that, but because some of these stories, you know, they get to you.
2: Absolutely. And it's well, not out of disrespect, it's out of commiseration.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. We've had
2: our own
3: strange experiences mm-hmm. in the past of our lifetimes and yes. and sometimes people get people giggle when they don't know what else to feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing boy. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure there's a story behind that. Yes, I'm not in trouble
1: is. for that. We're, uh, not gonna, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> okay, I, don't, I don't know if he does or not. So I'm, I'm not going to name boy. names. Plus
3: my excuse is I laugh every two minutes, so I'm just that person. Okay, so the next story is on me. Well, I'm reading it anyway. <laughs> uh, the ghost who came to play.
1: Got it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, coffee. I need coffee. That was for you, Tracy.
3: (laughs) Uh uh (laughs) This true ghost story might strike you as more awe than eek, but only until you consider that we really have no idea what our four-legged friends can sense that we cannot. Can dogs see ghosts? Mm -hmm. Well-known psychic medium Christy Robinette, who has a strong record for using her ghost whispering skills to help detectives solve confounding cases, relates the story about a woman named Marlene who had recently been widowed and her dog, Elmer. Marlene settled into her side of the bed and patted Jack's pillow beside her. A year had gone by, but Marlene was still adjusting to the widowhood. Maybe it was crazy to think that after 40 years of marriage, she would ever adjust. Elmer, the golden retriever, seemed to to understand this way, this from the very first, that cold moonless night when Marlene returned alone from the hospital, Elmer did something he'd never done before. He jumped up onto Jack's side of the bed and lay his pillow and his head on the pillow. Jack would never have allowed that. Jack would never have allowed it, but Marlene didn't chew him off. Instead, she lay down beside Elmer and let the peaceful sound of his snoring lull her to sleep. The next day was the same and the night after that. Over the past year it had grown into a comforting routine, but not tonight. Tonight was the first time Elmer had left Marlene alone in the bed since Jack's passing. But hearing nails clicking on the wood wood floors downstairs, Marlene recognized the sound of Elmer requesting outseats with a sigh. Marlene made her way down the stairs to the foyer, but Elmer wasn't pacing to in front of the big oak door. Rather, he was dancing and wagging and wiggling and bowing, just like he used to do when Jack would come home from work. To Marlene, it felt as if Jack had come home. I can relate. And Robinette who is known for her remarkable intuition about these things, believes that is, indeed, what happened. I can totally relate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I guess it's my turn now.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I guess
1: you talk about something that we all know about. Oh, I love the this colony one. colony of Roanoke. Mm-hmm. So Roanoke colony was one of the first European settlements in the United States. Located on an island off the coast of what is now the state of North Carolina, The colony was established in 1587 under the auspices of the first Queen Elizabeth. Soon after, the colony's leader, John White, returned to England from where the settlers came. His trip was meant to be brief. He was only meant to grab supplies and return to the New World. But political upheaval in the form of England's war with Spain prevented White from returning until 1590. It was only three years, but a lot had changed when John White returned. In fact, the entire colony consisting at the time of 115 people, including a newborn baby by the name of Virginia Dare, was gone, just up and vanished. All that was left was a post onto which the word Croatoan had been carved. Croatoan referred to the name of the native tribe that had been on good terms with the settlers. So White thought the colonists had moved to Croatoan Island, now known as Hatteras, North Carolina, but they had not. It remains one of the most famous disappearances that no one can explain. What's more, there's never been any evidence to suggest the colony was massacred. Many believe that baby Virginia grew into a beautiful young woman, one who eventually fell into a doomed love affair with a native warrior by the name of Okisko. To this day, she haunts the woods in search of her man, often in the form of a diaphanous white deer, one that always vanishes at dawn according to NCpedia, a state encyclopedia maintained by the North Carolina Government and Heritage Library. Longtime residents of the island have no doubt that the identity of the phantom deer is the ghost of Virginia deer. If If you're itching for an explanation as to how an entire colony can just disappear, you're not alone. On the positive side, it's one of the handful of mysteries that could be solved in the next decade. Supposedly, that's true, from what I understand. They're working really hard to solve that. Wow.
2: <laughs> and I think genetic testing, or you know DNA <clears throat> testing, uh-huh. ancestry things is helping map that out to make it mm-hmm. a little easier. This does not surprise yep. me. they're fine. just taking all the
1: evidence from. That's exactly what it is. They're using DNA mapping for to trace all the former inhabitants of Roanoke Island yep. through their ancestry to try and find out where their bloodline went. Yep,
3: yep, yep. That would be, I'm sure, a treasure to uh-huh. many people, many mm-hmm. families. Uh-huh. A lot of Native American families Definitely. did not get their peace.
1: So, Adri, would you like to do the next one?
0: Um. It's
1: Tower of London, the story.
0: Oh, it's that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, is and what I saw. Uh, is that the one, the two? Hmm? Yes, it's the two <laughs> of That's them. The yeah.
1: two. Okay. The I, one think, but they, the two, I yes. think they
0: actually found them. I don't know if this is going to tell about it, but I think they actually did find them. Anyway,
1: I already know, but go ahead. <laughs> I,
0: I remember reading that they found them walled up that, in so yeah. a wall in a wall that wasn't supposed to be a wall originally.
1: You're going to tell a story, or yeah, yeah, read yeah, the story? yeah.
0: Let's <laughs> see. I've been obsessed with this kind of stuff since I was a kid. That's
1: so. why I wanted you to read it.
0: Okay, the princes in the tower. This is the story of two young princes, brothers Edward and Richard who were imprisoned in the Tower of London to prevent them from becoming king and heir apparent, respectively. In April 1483, when King Edward IV died, his eldest son Edward V, who was just 12 years old, briefly became king. Because of his young age, he had a regent appointed. The regent was the young king's uncle, known as the Duke of Gloucester. This uncle was known to be deeply resentful of the boys, that the boys even existed. If it weren't for them, he would have been next in line of succession. What happened next is shrouded in mystery, indeed. It is one of the strangest British royal family mysteries. It appears that the young king and his brother, Richard, the Duke of York, were kidnapped and locked away in the Tower of London, after which the Duke of Gloucester declared himself King Richard III. The two young princes were never seen or heard from again. And two small skeletons that were eventually found in the Tower are believed to be all that's left of them other than the ghostly apparitions that is. The British papers have reported on visitors who claim to have seen the ghostly figures. It is tabloid fodder. Isn't tabloid fodder a proof of the paranormal? That's for you to decide. Yeah, they were unearthed in a chest, actually, behind a wall. That much I do remember. Uh Sad as all. Well, they until they found them. They found them within, you know, this era, but they weren't for the longest time nobody knew what had happened to them for the longest time. They there were suspicions, but they were found. And I forget how they were found, but there was something about damage to the building. Yeah, I guess. And um, a wall that wasn't on the plans. So wow. and they were buried in the chest in the wall. So science.
2: Yep.
1: Science.
2: I love it. Science. <laughs> <laughs> news? I'm sorry. Who's next. next? Me. Okay. The ghost of the hanged man. One thing that many ghost stories have is sorry, have in common. There we go. Is that they offer a sense of justice in return for a wrongful death. This particular ghost story, however, offers a somewhat different cake. It's about wrongful mistreatment, sorry, wrongful treatment in the death and revenge in the afterlife.
1: Say is mistreatment and, already wrong?
2: Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if
1: it's wrongful mistreatment, then it's treatment. <laughs>
2: Hi, my name's Tom <laughs> Tracy, and i have a Tom. I'm it, and it doesn't do anything. Sorry, to me. read on. Read on. <laughs> on October thirteenth, eighteen seventy-seven, Robert Schnell was hanged after a trial that found him guilty of, ter- of a terrifying and inexplicable murder. It's a murdering spree. Mm. The townspeople were filled with so much anger and hatred that they left his body hanging for days. The tale says not one of the townspeople demonstrated even a shred of morose, let alone forgiveness. Since then, Shmael has been said to haunt the town. Those who have seen him say he appears as a ghostly male figure, but as soon as the figure registers in your mind, it disappears somewhat maddening, maddeningly into the <laughs> darkness. Maddeningly. I can't well, say it. Wash your tongue. Maddeningly. Like nope, madden-ly, I can't do it. I was going to mock you, and I can't do it. So there we go. Maddeningly. Maddeningly. She did it. Woo! yay, yay. round of applause <laughs> and around we go'll just give her
1: a big wave
3: <laughs> Oh my story whoops my my <laughs> <laughs> uh it wasn't a little girl. I was camping with my husband in well, a before, family- before you do this, Ooh, I yes. should say
1: these next set of reddit stories. Were com- compiled by Beth Braden, who is the future journalist at travelchannel.com. So, not all these will cite who the actual Redditor was. Fair. Just want to let you know. So, if this is your story, I apologize for you not being cited.
2: But leave us a message. We can cite you properly. That's if right. If you In would like notes. to be cited properly, let us know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
3: Sounds
1: Anyway, good. please continue.
3: Okay. Are you all sure? I'll start over. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get told what to do. it wasn't a little girl I was camping with my husband and his family at a small remote lake in New Mexico there were about 10 people in our group and another group of 6 people in the next campsite it was nighttime and both groups were doing typical activities making s'mores having a few drinks telling stories when we all heard what sounded like a little girl yelling out for help neither group had children with them but we all we were All positive, we were hearing a little girl and decided to search the area we heard the noises from together. There was a field behind our campsites, and we all saw a very tall, pure white figure standing maybe 100 feet away from us in the field, making the noises. We all agreed this thing looked maybe six feet tall, skinny, and white as can be. We made our way closer to investigate, but whatever it was that we saw started backing off as we got closer, and it disappeared into the trees. All night, we continued to hear a little girl calling for help as we tried to sleep.
1: A six-foot-tall Ooh. little girl calling for help.
3: That was never...
2: That was always... Distance was always 100 feet away from Well, us. Yeah, because they
1: never actually saw what it was. It sounds like some stories I've heard about creatures in the woods.
2: They give you your missing
1: people. They, go they, they will in. lure people in they by sounding like, like something West. else. Yeah. Oh. They'll sound like children or loved ones or more children. they go the more the they further can in get they into go. a track. And this is what happens when people try to follow these things they go further into the woods and the further they go in the more lost they get
0: mm-hmm. kind of like the black-eyed children they try and lure you somewhere yeah, to the
1: point where they never return oh.
0: well, and so there's there's all kinds scared. of stories i
1: like should do a podcast about that one sometime
3: you we could.
1: I have great ideas. I we just need do, to import oh,
3: them. Yeah. <laughs> you need to write stuff down, not just say it in the podcast.
1: Have you seen my notes? <laughs> no,
0: no, no, no. It scares me. My notes
1: are pretty darn extensive already. Oh, <laughs> oh are they? <laughs> yes. So, who's doing the How next be one? You? Oh, okay.
2: That would be you. Oh, but this is
1: Adri's favorite subject The what? Walking Dead. What are
2: you talking about? You want to do the Walking oh. Dead? Oh. What are you talking about? <laughs> This is terrible. Good,
0: I have a really bad headache. I'm good. Someday. But it's got nothing
1: to do with the series. No,
0: I know it doesn't. That's not my point. Or the, or the comic book. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you want to keep beating the horse? It's dead already. Nay. Nay. Don't beat the be dead undead. horse. Maybe it's undead. <laughs> You're going to be undead.
1: Ooh.
0: And they won't find you either. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs>
1: Buried in a box.
0: No, I'm more creative than that.
2: <laughs> Once again, premeditation. We should probably. Out. Yeah, we we should go. <laughs>
1: Remember, this is a recording. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anything you say can and will be used against you for law.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I threaten you all the time
0: on a regular basis. I'm not worried about it. You're still alive. Well, you better almost, hope nothing 20, ever happens to it's me. It's been 24 ever. years. If I would have killed you, you'd be dead by now.
1: You better hope nothing. <laughs> I'd like to think That's so.
0: You know, <laughs> I think if I actually had a concert with any of my threats, you'd be
2: dead by now. So That's any of you
3: listening, yes, Tracy and I are uncomfortable at this
2: point. i no left <laughs> my I'm
1: trying to center myself. Yep. <sighs> <Alrighty>. <sighs> okay, here we go. This one's called The Walking Dead. I'm a psychiatric nurse, and early in my career, I worked at a residential mental health facility. One of our residents was an elective mute, which means that he didn't or wouldn't or couldn't talk. But there were no medical reasons as to why. He had spoken earlier in his life and in fact seemed quite normal back then, with the exception of being close to seven feet tall. He'd been raised in the Deep South and joined the military when he was 19. But one night he vanished. He was declared AWOL and eventually he was declared missing and dead. Ten years later, a seven foot tall man walked into a VA hospital emergency room in my part of the Midwest and said to the receptionist, my name is Marianne Duchesne, not the real name, but I've been dead for 10 years. Those were the last words he ever spoke. He was covered with dust and he was wearing the same clothes he'd been reported to be wearing the night he vanished. His social security number had not been used and he had no identification on his person. However, they were able to identify him, I guess, via fingerprints. Family was notified, but they said they had already grieved their lost man and that whomever was claiming to be him simply could not be. They demanded not to be contacted again. Marion paced all day, every day, moving his mouth. Sorry, yeah, moving his mouth that looked like talking or muttering, but no sound came out. He had an unnerving habit of throwing his head back with his mouth wide open as if if he were laughing heartily, but not even a breath could be heard. If I talked to him, he appeared to listen, periodically throwing his head back in that laughter-mimicking way of his. Various medications were tried, but they did not affect him either positively or negatively. Occupational therapy did nothing, but Marion would just grin, and unless told to stay put, he'd get up and start pacing again. On my last day at that job, the last thing I saw was Marion pacing in the parking lot, throwing his head back to laugh. Quote, air quote, laugh. Uh, Later, I wondered if all along I'd been dealing with a ghost. All these years later, I still don't know.
3: That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's, wow. I can't even imagine being medical staff and Uh witnessing that. They must have been besides themselves.
1: Yeah, just imagine, well, Yeah, and you're there, and you see him every day. And, he's done a- and
3: And in their heads, they're analytical. They know the science. They have science down. And they see this person, and it's like, no, nope, that doesn't fit in the box. I don't know what's
1: going on. This person disappeared and came back, and he's never heard a word. when he finally does, he says, I'm dead.
0: Right? I've been dead for 10 years. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel years for I've those staff. Dead. The staff,
2: it, the nurses it, and the doctors. It makes me think of, I think was in search of, or, or, you know, forever and ever ago. There was a, a look into the, the, why there were zombies. Or, oh, you know, you're that, talking
1: about the story about the man that they found? Who had, in,
2: in Africa uh-huh. that had been gone for Haiti. years. Haiti. Okay. It was Haiti.
0: Sorry. I, hate I know what you what you're talking about. It <laughs> was in, it, you know, he, it was in he, Haiti but he ran into his sister. Yes. After he had come out of it, he said he'd been uh I'm sorry, he, I cut he, you off. Thought he, he thought was in he'd prison. been dead. Yeah. He'd been
1: captured by a bokor and yeah. made to work in the fields. Yeah, yes. a
2: plantation. I think it was thing was after after being wasn't he was able to, to break break out of the the drug-induced spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: of commercial information is complete. Back to the show. Okay, I guess you're up, dear.
0: The unrest stop. I was driving across the country with my mom and sister when I was 16, and my sister was 20. It was late, but we were still well-rested and alert. We were driving along an interstate and needed gas and a bathroom break, so we stopped at the only rest stop in 200 miles. There was a van full of teenagers on a road trip at the gas station, as well as a small gray car parked at the pump in front of us with two young men standing still outside of it. When we got there, everything felt wrong. We'd been on the road for days and seen many rest stops at night and had never been afraid until then. My mom and sister went inside and I stayed in the car. I heard the teenagers say they were creeped out and couldn't get the pump to work and they left in a hurry. I was watching the car in front of us. The two men had not moved at all, not an inch. They weren't talking They weren't on phones. They were just standing there still as stone. My sister and mom came running back out to the car and when they got in, the two men slowly turned to look at us while not moving or pivoting the rest of their bodies. And I swear to effing S, we all saw the same thing. We're not supposed to cuss. They had eyes darkest pitch and empty, truly empty, not black, not reflecting any light at all. Just a void. We sped out of there and didn't stop until we were in the next city. The worst thing about the entire experience, we couldn't find the place on any map. We knew exactly which spot on the interstate to look at, and we couldn't find it on Google Maps or any paper map we had. We even asked locals about the creepy gas station out on the stretch of on that stretch of road and got only got confused looks. We've traveled on that interstate since and there is no rest stop. Ooh. You know what that sounds like to
1: me? that has all the markings of an alien abduction scenario.
0: Or something memory. that used to be there that isn't anymore.
1: Actually, there's a similar story, but it involves... There's a, buildings that move. There's a similar story that involves a woman and her husband traveling through Nevada, and they find a Christmas store out in the middle of nowhere. And this is back in a time where there was no such thing as a Christmas store. Right. And so the wife wants to check it out. Oh, honey, look, Christmas store. Let's go. Let's go take a look. So they pull her into the gravel. There's not even there's not even a parking space or anything like that. It's just gravel road that leads right up to the to the store. Doesn't remember going into the store, but does remember that she liked the store. They leave, and on the way back, she wants to go to the store again, only to find out that the store is not there. Wow. Asking the locals, they say there's never been a Christmas store there.
2: That seems like an odd idea.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, but there's also you know like dimensional crossovers that can happen.
1: There. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know
2: you're there. You've got you you have memories. You have the receipt. Not there,
1: right? I mean, two guys looking shoe in a strange gas station sounds a lot like um sounds a little Men in Blackish. Mm-hmm. You
3: know? Yeah.
1: So you know that plus the the gas station that wasn't there. I kind of think like maybe this was an abduction scenario and all these people were given a screen memory.
3: That's
1: yeah. possible. Or they were ghosts. I don't know. But don't if know. they
3: were given a screen memory, they wouldn't remember the building to begin with.
1: Unless that was the screen memory.
3: Uh, maybe, yeah. That's,
1: that's what I'm saying. Oh, oh, well, I, I get what you're saying. The, but they well, remember, the gas station might yeah, have yeah, been they the UFO. Wouldn't necessarily it might have been the cover the story for the steam. UFO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They,
0: they wouldn't right. necessarily remember the, the creepy guys standing still outside. Right. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But, yeah. You know, That wouldn't necessarily be part of a cover story. That that
3: just makes it even more great.
0: <laughs>
1: well, the yes, well, they never really get it right. Oh, anyway. Fred.
3: Well, that in the brain, no matter what you try to do to make it forget,
2: it always
3: remembers
2: eventually. This is true. There's always a hard true. copy somewhere. The problem is, can you access
1: it? Right. Eventually something catches up. To
2: the right? crap. Yep. Yeah.
1: Brain is it's a mysterious through the cracks.
2: muscle. So I guess anymore. now
1: it's your turn, Tracy. My turn. Uh-oh really
2: <laughs> it came from us in me sorry it came for us in the graveyard not from us They're
1: coming to get you barbara
2: coming you're supposed to get you tracy you're supposed to read it <laughs> <laughs> not make it up okay so we were driving my friend's really old beat up subaru through a massive graveyard we stopped and walked down a hill and came across a little pond there was someone sitting on the on a rock on the other side of the pond the figure was all black, and we couldn't make out any features other than the, the fact that he looked like an, a man who was wearing some sort of old-style top hat. Neck, nah, top hat, neck. Nah. We stupidly waved and shouted "Hi!" He didn't show any acknowledgment and continued sing on the rock. All of a sudden, he jumped to his feet, started running to us on the water, then vanished in, uh, in thin water about halfway through the pond. My friends and I screamed, ran back to the car. The car wouldn't start, and we heard something banging on the back of the, the car. It wasn't a constant bang, but every few seconds we'd hear it. Nobody was outside from what we could see in the dark, but something was making noise in the back of the car. I opened my phone and started dialing to my mom to give, her, uh, uh, my mom to give us a boost home, but I had no service. None of us had any cell service. The next 30 minutes were spent trying to get the car started. No banging was heard afterwards. But we all felt this heavy pressure around us. Finally, the car started. We hit, She hit the gas pedal to the metal. We sped out the graveyard so fast, immediately crossing the gates, and all of our phones regained cell service. One thing I know for certain is that someone or something was out there, and it was not an animal or a human. That too sounds like, a, you know, kind of sounds
1: like the Hat Man.
2: Well, that and, and an alien abduction, mm-hmm. because you have the the, the heavy pressure. Lack of electronics of any breed, you get part of it back, but yeah.
1: And you get a weird screen memory. Yes. Yeah.
2: Next up.
1: That was probably just an apparition.
3: Not next up.
1: <laughs> no, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. That's good. Go okay.
3: Ahead. Next up. <laughs> it was good to see an old friend. When I was 37, I went to my high school reunion. I flew into the nearest airport and rented a car. The distance was about 35 miles through a very rural and almost abandoned part of the country. About three miles outside of town, I see someone on the side of the road flagging me down. Turned out that there was one of the guys I had attended with, Jim, not his name, gets in the car and we start talking. I had not seen him in 20 years, but he still looked the same, maybe a little older. We went to town and I asked him if he wants to come to the VFW and and have a drink. He says, no, just take me home. Jim's parents had lived only a few blocks from my grandmother's house, and I turned in that direction, but he said to take him to the outskirts of town. There was a mobile home park out there, and I figured that's where he lived. When we reached the end of the turn off, he said, just drop me here. It was good to see you again, and he walks off into the night. I go to the VFW, meet some of my old classmates. We start to talk. As we are talking about who is coming to the reunion, I mention that I just picked up Jim, Up three miles east of town, I dropped him off. Everyone gets quiet. Even the guy singing karaoke stops and lays down the mic. My cousin goes white as a new t-shirt. Barb, Jim died on that curve eight years ago. Rolled his car. We were all at his funeral. I was told I started to get really dizzy. I'm sorry, I started to feel really dizzy. And I went out to the car to take some deep breaths. And on the seat is the local newspaper printed eight years ago, previous containing, Oh, I'm getting chills. <laughs> uh, <laughs> containing Jim's obituary. I still have the paper. Uh, it's R Y M at Fisher esque, March 25th, 2021.
1: Yeah, that one's a little on the creepy side. Definitely. Ooh.
3: And it's, it's always one of those stories that come back over and over and over again mm-hmm. like not something you can
0: i make saw out.
1: where i did see where it was going though yeah yeah but yeah
0: very common story yeah actually. but
1: it gets to you i guess that makes it my turn now huh? uh-huh. okay oh and which one do i get hell hath no fury like a woman scorned
2: but it's a short one
1: yes but i'm saying it in reference <laughs> to the ones around me
2: i'm being good i swear <laughs> i know you are <laughs> it's, this, it's
1: this one over here I worry about
0: Hey You live dangerously when you're with me
1: <laughs> For the last 20 plus years yes, It'll be
0: 24 in October Yes it will Ah uh, the romance I feel it It's
1: not dead yet
0: <laughs> Give it time
1: <laughs>
0: <Absolutely>.
1: <laughs> Yeah it kind of gets me right here in my gut
3: More like stabbing pain <laughs> Yeah
1: so anyway, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned is the story. After we moved into our home, we were told a woman had died there at the hands of her abusive husband. She hated men. My dad would make up with uh, he'd wake up with scratches all over himself. And whenever my brother was mean to my sister or I, he would have scratches on him as well. One day my brother hurt our sister, he hit her with something. When he woke up later that night, he had a horrible bloody nose. The day we moved out, my brother accidentally broke his tw- his twin's arm trying out a wrestling move. He swears that he would have died that night if it wasn't our last in the house.
2: Probably, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't 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 <laughs> don't piss off
1: the ghost. <laughs> and be know, good to your smaller. kids so they don't she's get in, So you don't a get hurt later on. Yeah.
2: I
3: respected the ghost when it started pushing her? things off it wasn't uh don't bug me or don't irritate me it was okay we need to listen we need to pay attention because some they're trying to tell us something mm-hmm.
1: of course the ghost you need to acknowledge you say i acknowledge you But never tell it that you don't want to see it. Right, right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) See, that's that's you know a a Van thing. If you want it to to stop bugging you, say hi. I get you. You're here. Yes, please. Thank you. No more. If you say I don't believe in it, oh, they get cranky Mm with (laughs) you.
3: You get, that's when you say
2: oh, you don't believe uh, in this say next time you say that make sure i'm 10 feet away from you <laughs> so you get goose on batters you get people touching you in the basement you know normal yes, stuff
1: yes you go over there now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. so i guess it's your turn next adrian death came for him down more i'm not liking these titles <laughs> hell hath no fury and death came for him you chose him oh sure put the blame on me
3: (laughs) which one are we on death
1: Death came came for him him.
0: okay that one was short okay there's a lot of no no, that one was just really short i was like wait a minute huh okay death came for him (laughs) i was standing in my parents room i think i broke tracy again Uh, talking to my very sick dad at the time, he was dying of stage four esophageal cancer. I got the feeling something was behind me. I looked toward the doorway to the living room and something about four foot six and fully black is peeking around the corner with its hands on the doorframe. I ran towards it and slipped back around the door. When I got outside the doorway, there was nothing. My dad was completely confused when I stepped back inside the room and told him. When I told him. Sorry. Yeah. People who stayed at my house in my dad's final days claimed to have seen it. My mom saw the figure on multiple occasions in multiple places until he passed, and we haven't seen it since. Death comes a calling?
2: So, so Could grand... have
0: been somebody welcoming him. Huh? Don't
1: forget to cite the person.
0: Oh, uh, uh, Dr. Fish, philosopher Todd.
1: Yep, Dr. FPT. So, okay. yes,
0: Todd, February 4th.
2: 2021. Mm-hmm. Now, now the reason I left is because everyone's, you know, death came from him, uh, and I suddenly had part of high spirits playing in my brain with the kids, you know, mm-hmm. the, and I'm like, just that's why I was broken was high spirits in the brain because, yeah, because it's it. you, because it's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, why not? I'm oh, ready?
1: shut up, mother. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You know, anywho, no, we, won't, we won't start quoting it because then it gets all censored, you know, anywho.
3: for anybody who's listening and loves Tracy. She has always been this way, always, her uh, heart her has, has always been big and she's always been crazy.
2: Yep. Because that's me.
1: Join the freaking club. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, <anyway. clears throat> this one is my mother attracted evil. After my parents divorced when I was a teenager. I lived with my mother. I experienced lots of paranormal happenings. Several times when I was reading in my bed, the room would start to feel really icy. Next to the feels of like something or somebody that hated me was staring at me. When I got that feeling, I would leave the room and come back an hour later. Sometimes during the day, I would see a shadow figure sneaking around my, my, along my bedroom walls. Something in the flat was pretending to be my dog. I went to, into my room and heard a deep growl from under the bed. My dog wasn't capable of making a noise that deep. It sounded either like a really big dog or a man and his best dog impression. Other times, my dog would whimper and pace at the room next to mine and wouldn't come when called, as if he was afraid of something in the hallway. When I moved in with my father, the paranormal activity stopped. End of story. There you go. I guess father was the
3: production.
1: No, father didn't live there. <laughs> <laughs> <Not too. laughs> he lived where the ghost wasn't. <laughs>
2: I was like, no, I'm going to stay over here because your mom's got great energy to feed on. <laughs>
3: Something here. like that, yeah. Okay, the Death March. My dad used to work as... You skipped as, it. A you
1: skipped one, yes. Oh, God
3: damn it. I cued it for you. No, you're not supposed to cue it. I thought that was a story. No, <laughs> I cued it for Okay, you. I'm
1: sorry. Not that it matters. It could have been any story.
3: Evicted by a ghost. Shortly after college, I got married. We immediately moved into a basement apartment because that's all that was available within our budget. This place had a poltergeist and my wife was terrified. That doesn't
1: sound good. But it was within our budget. But it was within our budget. Mm.
3: (laughs) Whatever resided there with us made it clear if it wanted to live alone. That uh, Okay. Whatever resided there with us made it clear it wanted to live alone. Dishes, glasses, and other items would fly off the shelf. My wife was hit several times. There was always an ominous feeling like we were being watched. All night when we walked through the apartment in the dark, there would be insanely bright flashes of light that would illuminate the entire room. One night when we were going to bed, as soon as my wife and I walked into the bedroom, we heard a voice from from nowhere say, quote, unquote, or the brackets, my name, and then
1: move. So say his name was Harold. It was like Harold Move. Right. Yeah. Okay.
3: My wife looked at me. I looked at her. I loudly said, you've got it, bud. We moved out two days later and (laughs) stayed with family. The old lady who owned the place died a few months later and that house was torn down. It was it is still an empty lot to this day. Nothing but grass and a tree. I still drive by it every now and again. Yeah, I see. This guy was smart.
1: He's all cool.
3: I got it. I got your message. I'm going
1: too bad we can't stay though.
2: <laughs>
3: thank god it wasn't attached to anything so they could move and mm-hmm. get
2: peace makes me think of, of, of was it a murphy walking into you know if, if family walks into the Amityville horror house oh this is fine fine for great. black family walks into the Amityville horror house get it out <laughs> get, <laughs> it. Right. This is like get out ah, okay i'm not trying to make a movie i'm not gonna see and figure out what's going get on <laughs>
1: Okay, my turn, right? Yes. Okay. This one's titled The Death March, as uh, Harla said earlier.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Because I skipped ahead. (laughs)
0: That's
1: okay. My dad used to work as a corrections officer at a rural prison. He drove the perimeter of the property for his entire shift, where he would check empty buildings for runaway inmates. It was generally a boring job. One night, my dad was parked on a hill reading a magazine when he started to feel a thumping in his body. He described it as a feeling you get when speakers are playing a song with really heavy bass. Kind of like our boom cars. He put the magazine down and checked his rearview mirror where he saw someone outside the truck. He grabbed his pistol and jumped out of the truck with his weapon drawn. Outside the truck, he realized it was a procession of Native Americans walking through the, through the truck and directly through his seat only to disappear at the exact spot he was sitting. He said it was clear they were ghosts because many of them appeared injured. This went on for a few seconds, and then the whole procession disappeared. He called the other perimeter guy on his walkie to try to explain, and the other guy almost immediately stopped communicating. Turns out the other guy had seen this happen before, but didn't believe in ghosts, so he wouldn't talk about it.
2: In denial.
1: Yep. It's there's, not just river in Egypt.
2: There's <laughs> there's stories of Hawaiian death uh, ghost marches. We talked about death those. Part, yeah. yeah, we talked about those. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, we did haunted Hawaii.
0: Okay. I think we should still do the haunted for the states, like we were planning on it. Just pick a random state and go <laughs> for future. Okay. You so guys should like, get a
3: map and a dart and throw it and mm, do it on that state.
1: Actually, it gives me an idea for a podcast. What a podcast haunts and you list the state?
3: There we go. There you go. There, there's that too. I like darts though and <laughs> like throwing.
1: Random dart you? throw. Okay, we're talking about Oregon. <laughs>
2: um, we're talking about Canada. It's a big one. Because <laughs> the dart I landed there. Okay, shoot, we got to figure it out. Oh, We're no, in Canada. I, I don't Peru. know what hit
1: Canada.
2: I hit Peru. Oh no! <laughs> and we'll talk about vibes, right? Sure, why not? With 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 Cindy Lauper. I'm oh, sorry.
3: Well, since you guys are in so many states, it might be or countries. Well, you the might Goonies want are good a country too,
1: right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, it's your turn for the demon's room, my dear. <laughs> I know. Oh, ow! Muscle cramps are fine. and especially metal. there. Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> anyway, the demon's room. I worked as a forensic nurse in a hospital's lockup unit. We had one older lady who swore she was being haunted and abused by a demon. She we called Tiberius. So many crazy things happened while she was on the unit we go into the room do normal care leave and seconds later she'd start screaming bloody murder we run into the room to find her looking like she'd been in a fight with a boxing champ bloody lip black eye marking all over her body no one ever saw her doing this stuff to herself things would get moved around the room by themselves at one point she was in protective restraints because the doctor thought she was hurting herself there was no way she could have moved or done anything to herself while in these restraints, but new marks would always appear on her. Appear, Or her tray cart would be tossed across the room. I I can speak and read, really, I can. The room was secure, so there was no way someone else was doing this to her. When we asked her questions, she'd just say it was Tiberius. After she was discharged, we always had trouble with that room. If there was going to be a rapid response or code, it happened in that room. One night, a guard reported lights blinking on and off. It was that room.
1: What well, do you want to bet it wasn't a demon? But someone who had passed in that room
0: and of thought that name? it was
1: his room. And Quite possible. Everybody who came into that room was an intruder yep. and didn't belong there.
2: Quite possible, because that would be their room. They were there for X many months, days, years.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was in. So now we're going to jump to... More Trudeau stories, but this time the Reddit users are listed. I was Yay. able to do that.
2: Yeah.
1: So I guess it's my turn. Your turn. My turn.
2: As the boards jump around on the page. That's um, his fault. I know, that's okay. okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so this is by B sorry. B three zero five six. So never really believed and not sure if i still do that's another one of those you know ha ha ha's. Mm-hmm. uh but there were some odd happenings at the movie theater i worked at in college one theater in particular was super weird every time something malfunctioned or generally strange happening during the day it was always in that one but more importantly i was cleaning it by myself one morning and was completely empty but heard a human-like groan six feet in front of me Heard it again, the same exact voice and sound, a few months later. But this time in the break room, it was even louder and closer. Cut my break short and ran, laugh out loud. Uh, then uh, he did a, a okay, he did a slap at the popcorn scooper at the machine and uh, off-machine onto the floor. And one time at my table was shoved really hard while I was working at it. Nobody was around and nothing could have fallen on it. Some of them can be explained as logical happenings, but not these. Not sure what to think, um, other than it's strange, and might as well play along that it's a ghost story, laugh out loud. Uh, despite the occasional spookiness, the job was fun, and it was only on very quiet, very slow days that he'd make an appearance. But mostly days that we were busy, uh, most of the days that we were busy, it was always when you least expect him. It's been long night shifts till 2 a.m. In almost completely complete silence by myself in the halls and theaters, totally creeped out, ready for a show. And I get nothing. It was almost like in the mornings and afternoons when I'm minding my own business, he decides to groan at me. Uh, edited the ad just to clarify the sentence is better. Still need some help with your grammar your heart. That's okay.
1: It's Reddit. It happens read a it. lot.
2: It does. <laughs> so I have progressed it so it's at the top. Thank you, mommy.
3: (laughs) Okay. Um, The title is "How about some sandwich?"
1: Uh, That's the Reddit
3: user. Okay, that is the Reddit user. Sorry about that.
1: (laughs) 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 That's his title, not the title of the story.
3: (laughs) Got it. Um, About one p.m., me and my brother was at a grocery store, and we bumped into one of his friends from high school. They greeted each other and made some small talk. I also said hi since we were schoolmates. That night around 8 pm my brother received a call that his friend who was in a coma for 12 hours just died. He thought it was receiving a prank call since we just met the guy seven hours earlier. What's even creepier is that two of my brother's friends interacted with him on the same day. Maybe he was trying to say his farewells to his friends?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Just like my Anthony. Yep.
1: That's what we call, or that's what uh, people in the know call a crisis apparition.
2: Yes. Oh, okay.
1: You know, when a loved one comes to you at the point of their death, then uh, that's them trying to say goodbye before they pass on.
0: My mom didn't actually come as a ghost, but right
3: before she died, she called everybody in her phone book and said goodbye.
0: Everybody. She knew she was going.
3: I know my sister, um, my second oldest sister, she had a dream about my aunt on the day that, on the night that she died. She died in her sleep. And my sister had a dream about her. Uh, It wasn't to say, I'm sure it was her trying to say goodbye, but what she talked about was more about how she was as a kid and how much she connected with her. And yeah, it was... um, I know that she will have always have that memory. Yep.
2: I had a, a grand aunt who, my grand aunt, Dashtai who had everyone over for dinner. or started for breakfast and then had everyone over for lunch. And she touched up her makeup. After she sent everyone out, sat down her chair and passed away. Yeah. Just boom and gone.
1: Absolutely. After she had had
2: everyone over. Her siblings that were surviving and her kids. But her hair and makeup were done, her outfit was on point, and then she was Mhm.
1: Happy days. So anyway, on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> this one is by Reddit user Merck Music. Uh, it says, the day my grandpa died, my grandma asked me to stay the night because she didn't want to be alone. It was a very hard day for everyone, especially her. I didn't have much knowledge of ghosts or paranormal because I was 13, and I never got into that stuff until later. I go into the guest bedroom and get ready for bed. As I'm laying down trying to sleep, I get sad thinking about the day we just had and how much I was going to miss him. I said a prayer and ended it with, I love you, Papa. Good night. One second later, I hear his distinct voice say, good night. I left out of bed and ran into the living room, turned on the lights and TV, and just sat there trying to figure out what just happened. A few hours later, my grandma came out, and I told her what happened. She started to cry and sat with me the rest of the night. That's a nice one.
3: Uh I love it when other family believe and respect Mm -hmm. your vision and just love you for it.
1: Well, well, mana just died, too, and it's nice that grandma got the message that grandpa said goodbye before he... Before you went,
3: there's that part too. Yeah, that beautiful piece. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's your turn, dear. Mhm. Oh, love of my life. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: So <laughs> ready to go, Tracy?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Little SM45H.
1: That's the Reddit user. Okay.
0: Is the Reddit user? I was in a minor car crash, teen boned at an intersection about a hundred. Meters before I hit the intersection, I felt a hand on my shoulder and a male tell me to slow down. I was already a few kilometers under the speed limit, doing 55 in a 60 zone. I was in the car with my then three-and-a-half-year-old daughter. She was on the passenger side in the rear and would not have been able to touch me through her restraints. The other car hit me at high speed on the front passenger side. If I'd been going any faster, my daughter would have been taken. Would have taken the impact and not survived. A few days later, my very healthy and uninjured daughter was babbling in her bedroom. I went to check on her and told her she was. And, and she told me she was just talking to Grandpa K. I asked her where he was, and she pointed to the corner of her room. I figured it was just her imagination and walked away. About a week after that, she was at my mom's house and said, not verbatim, "Hey, Grandma." Sonny says to say he is sorry he left, but he is looking after mom for you. Grandpa K is my mom's dad. He died before I was born, and my mom never really mentioned him or her mom. Both dead before I was born. When I was growing up, Grandpa K's nickname was Sonny. I didn't even know that until that moment.
2: Okay, then. Goodness, goodness. Kids are open conduits. Mm-hmm. Let them keep open as conduits. Absolutely. They are definitely
0: open. They don't.
2: Uh... They don't we, their... we actually
0: interviewed a lady who talked about her daughter, and she brought a dragonfly back to life for a little while. Just a little. It was dead next to a pool, and her daughter actually picked it up, and they were... She was talking about they were going to bury it, and she was talking, and it. It. Uh, she brought it and back to life in, in her hand for a little bit.
2: Not... No, no, Wednesday. I love you. I get that you want my attention, but no. <laughs> <laughs> okay are we ready yes okay so the next one is by 79 binder i was in route home from a 12-day vacation driving a pickup with a, a fifth wheel rv it was at 11 p.m on a saturday night in late july and it was two hours from home trying to make it home that night i was in a very rural area where there is almost no one living in about a 20 mile stretch of road there is one combination gas station, tavern, motel out here, and it's heavily wooded on both sides. The country is maintained and fenced. Uh, the country is maintained and fenced at the tree line. Sorry. Let I me mean, shallow... let me help
1: you with that. <laughs> it is county maintained.
2: Sorry, I can't, thank you. <laughs>
1: and fenced at the tree line.
2: And that's, that's, that's okay. That. Uh, the shallow ditches had been mowed, and the grass was about six inches high. I only saw a couple cars on this whole stretch of road, and I was going about fifty miles per hour. Because it's heavily populated by deer, I saw movement ahead, so immediately slowed some, uh, slowed some more. As I passed, I saw uh, what I saw was a young woman, tall, fit, brunette, wearing a crop top, pleated skirt, and stockings, walking with the traffic just off to the shoulder. I immediately thought car trouble, though I had not passed a disabled car or a fight with a boyfriend driver, and and was put out. I pulled to the side of the road, hit the emergency flashers, and grabbed the flashlight to check on her. When I got to the rear of the camper, there was no one. I looked around for her. There's no way she could have reached the, the back of the RV before I did, so she had not been hiding there. She could not have hidden in the ditches as the grass was too short. She could not have made it o- over the fence without um, a light and a little time that it took me to get to, to the rear of the RV. I was where she had been walking. I saw no sign that the dew on the grass had even been disturbed. I drove the rest of the way home with the hair on the the uh, back of my neck sitting straight out. Yep.
1: Uh-huh. I don't yep. blame them a bit.
2: But that, you know, yeah. That, that's not the Hitchhiker, but that's, you know, someone's walking. Forever uh-huh. walking. Yes. Yeah. I need your phone. Yes, you do. <laughs> <'Cause it's laughs> right, <term>. right there. Okay. <laughs> <can't> <laughs>
1: And folks, if you're hearing noises from my cats, it's only because it's time to feed them. They know this, and they're letting me know.
2: Quite vociferously. Because they can.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, so this one doesn't have a sighting. It says account deleted. I was at a friend's place, which was a very old wooden, high-set house. Previous to this visit, he told me that it was haunted. Drawers would open and close. Cupboards would open and slam shut. Et cetera, et cetera. I called Bull, as I never experienced this myself, <clears throat> until one night after playing World of Warcraft <laughs> for too many hours and eating too much pizza, I decided to sleep to in his lounge uh, as he had a futon. I heard shoes walking from left to right slowly. They sounded to me like ladies' shoes, much like traditional witch's shoes with the big single brass buckle on the front. How, how can they sound with something on the front if the sound is coming from the bottom because i think he's referring
1: more to the sound of the shoes themselves it, it,
2: sometimes it's the buckle has a distinctive kink kink, kink when kinks. they because it's walking kink, by yeah. it okay yeah, but Fair i have enough. a feeling
1: in this case he's just describing a witch's shoe
3: <laughs> right uh okay oh oh he's just saying that. just that's elaborating on what what it, was, looks what like. it would look Fair like enough. Yeah. um they walk slowly from right to left into the kitchen paced around and walk back from left to right I could still hear the steps to this day. They were heavy, and there were also evidence on the floor of a scruff mark, like the heel hit too low before the foot was placed down every other step. I shat bricks. That's what it says. S-H-A-T. I shat bricks. Mm. There were only the two of us in the house, and my friends were asleep in his house when it happened. I told my friends what had happened the next day, and he said he had heard it as well, and it's actually a common occurrence in this house, in his house. A few weeks later, he said that all the doors and Doors and drawers were opening and slamming shut like something was losing its mind in the kitchen. After that, a mirror flew off the wall in the second bathroom and shattered on the floor. Immediately after, everybody, everything fell fell, deadly silent. Unfortunately for my friend, he's never had any
2: further issues after that. mirror smashed on the floor. Whew! Maybe that was a fetter. Maybe. <clears throat> that was what was keeping the spirit there. The mirror shatters and finally you're able to move on
1: mm-hmm. well this next one I'm, I'm going to say off the bat here that I did read through it because uh, this particular reddit user used some really colorful language in the story <laughs> and I had to edit a whole lot of it out
2: censoring yep. for your health and benefits.
1: Yep. so uh, wow. to noheart7587 I'm happy to tell your story but clean it up <laughs> <laughs> It's a family show. Anyway, here's how it goes. I didn't know it still did that. I've lived in my home for five years and know its patterns. It manifests every fifth of the month. When it appears, you can smell it before you hear it, since it smells like smoked garlic and body odor.
0: Ew.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So when I first smelled it, I thought the stove was on and it was burning. But my sleepy body was getting ready to stop the fire anyway. So I suited up and brought out my deer killer just in case. When I was about to open the door, I could hear banging and the screaming of a grown man saying, Let me in! That's when my senses kicked in. I found my compact ladder and hopped out the window. This persists, and it always happens between 11-12 p.m. to 4 a.m. For the first three months, I thought a psycho was in my house, and I had it searched from head to toe multiple times by the police. Me, my boys, and the police... And I found Nada. So I installed a security system. When I reviewed the footage from 11:12 to 4 a.m. mark, it had been non-existent. Like it skipped to 4:01 the second it stopped recording. I just built up this routine of vigilance and surveillance. I paid $300,000 for what was easily a $700,000 house, and I'm not about to be run out by some smelly Allstate speaker-sounding jerk <laughs> trying to scare me out of my house. <laughs> I should also point out that on the 5th of each month, my house deactivates all electronics connected and wireless during the time until I'm outside a 50-foot range. The times I've asked if there was a power outage in my neighborhood, my house was the only one blacked out on the streets like some freaky EMP had hit it. I know if it isn't a ghost, then it's it's not human because this thing sounds like it's crawling on the ceiling. It's like the dry tapping of drywall and the soft popping of bones. It doesn't eat any of my food, doesn't steal any of my things, as long as I keep my door closed during the hours of exposure during the 5th of every month, I'm safe and have a nice house, for which I paid 40% its original price. I plan to outlive the thing no matter what, but if a priest or ghost hunter can fix this, I'll definitely give my local one a call.
2: Right. Goodness. <laughs> I would reach out saying, "Hey, I live at one, two, three, four Pine Street. Help!"
1: I don't know who's going to win. They both seem to have attitude.
2: Yes, right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. If I
3: paid that much for a house, I'd probably. I was going to say, like, you know, this house is worth triple what I paid for. I'm going to keep it. You know, and 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 stories like that where they buy the house or and they don't have the the financial or the credit to move or that's the, the spirit is attached to an object so even if you were to move you're you. drag it with you, it with you. those yeah. those stories make me cringe even more because you know that they want things to get better but their challenge is so big
1: well that's what happens with a lot of these in ha- these house hauntings people buy a home they pour the money into it and yeah. they can't leave you know people always say well why don't you move you can't move. Yep. You
3: Where are you put everything go, into the home. I don't and know any of that just moves and then suddenly goes, oh, yeah, I'll just take that 500000 that I have in my savings that I didn't touch while I moved. Nobody does that unless, no. No,
0: because unless you, you paid that $500,000 for or the It's, house, a, it's or... a
3: very small number. It's a very small yeah. number of people that can do that.
1: Yeah, well, if you can afford to move that easily, you probably already have another house somewhere.
3: <laughs> right, that's true <your> too. <laughs> Unfortunately, that house is probably a rental property,
0: though. Mm think
1: about it. Who's to say? Right. Okay, I think it's time to end this hand party. <laughs> <laughs> Did
2: you have fun tonight?
1: Cockadoodle do. <laughs> oh
0: God, groan. At least you said it. She's squeaking! <laughs> Look what you did to her! She's squeaking. She didn't
1: expect it. Nope, I did not. She sounded like a bird squeaking. I was like a bird
0: squeaking. I was like, really? That was a new noise, Tracy Nope. For me, that was a new. I've never heard you make that noise. That was a new noise for me. Okay.
1: Well, for you, for you foreign listeners who don't understand our culture, I apologize. <laughs> those that do great we're glad you're here and we look forward to having you on for our next episode yes and thank you, you for
3: having me yeah.
1: on oh thank thank you for being on we appreciated you coming and we loved listening it to was you a lot talk of fun. stories and
3: thank you
1: and make a general nuisance of yourself like, like we all do that's
0: my job <laughs> we uh set new records for distraction tonight though I will obviously <laughs> say that yeah all it
1: took was one more yeah, right yeah. <laughs>
0: For those of you that we've invited to come visit and never do because there's always excuses, come visit.
1: This is what you're missing. You're missing out on a lot of
0: fun. So, there.
1: And we're doing this without alcohol, I might add. Totally
3: sober! We should do that next time. And, um, and do want, awareness. And
0: for me, 90% caffeine He's free. Enough. He's a party pooper.
3: No, 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 no. People who don't drink are not party poopers. That's not fair.
1: That's right. We're designated he used drivers.
3: He to drink, but he won't drink with me when we go to, to drink. <laughs> he is a party
0: pooper. He used to drink. No. Okay, he can be no, a party
3: pooper, no. No, but not just
1: because he doesn't drink. I am drink. not a party pooper. I am a designated driver.
0: Yeah, it doesn't work when you're at home. <laughs> When you are the only person at home and you're not leaving and you don't drink, that's hey, a problem. But I'm sorry. I make
1: sure that you, you have a way a, home. She just
0: made it move just right there.
1: But I do make sure you get a way home if you do go out.
0: <laughs> Where am I going? I'm a body.
1: That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. You don't me go anywhere. And so you come too. back to
0: the podcast. Reno, Reno, Reno. I went to Reno and had fun with my friend. For
1: that's her right. Birthday. And then you came
0: and back sober. She drank way more than me, but that's okay because I didn't want to. I drank just not nearly as much as she did.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> And here we go, okay. folks.
1: <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you do, support us by liking us on Facebook at uh, what in the podcast at Facebook.com. Yeah, Facebook. <laughs> what in the podcast Facebook group. Um, email us with a story if you've got one at whatthepodcast@gmail.com or message us if you'd like to tell your story or just let us know how we're doing by clicking the link at the bottom of this particular episode on whatever format you're listening in. And there are several formats you can be hearing us from. So no reason not to. We
2: look forward <laughs> to hearing from you because we want we need your input.
1: Yeah, we want you- to know
2: if we're doing good, if we're doing bad, if we're doing if you, if you cracked a smile, if you cracked a rib laughing, you know, normal stuff.
1: Even if you didn't like it, let us know why. Yep. We need your input. It helps. It really does. It
2: does, it does, it does.
1: And, if, and like I said, if you've got a story you want to share, I'm always looking for stories. So share with the class. <laughs> but anyway, I think we beat the dead horse long enough.
0: Yay. Everybody That's say, all she wrote, folks. Everybody
1: Yay. say goodnight.
0: have fun storming the castle (laughs) oh you did yes I did
1: anyway (laughs) stay spooky folks and cue the the gremlin. gremlin What in the Podcast is a part of the What in the Podcast Network and is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other great podcast formats. You can find us on Facebook at the What in the Podcast Facebook group. If you have a great story idea or have a personal paranormal event that you want to share with us, email us at whatinthepodcast@gmail.com with your story, or you can leave us a voice message by clicking the link in the episode description. If you like what you're hearing, please don't forget to leave us a review and rate us five stars. It doesn't seem like much, but it helps us more than you can imagine. What in the podcast is also made possible thanks to our sponsors and listeners like you. Thanks for listening.